0: Thank <laughs> you Rasheed takes the snap, toss play, right side, Quincy, Quincy bursts through, he's in the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Quincy
1: Wilson from 42 yards away. Rasheed takes the snap back, and he hands the ball off to
0: Quincy, and here he comes, the 30, the 35, the 40, the midfield mark, Quincy Wilson on the run, up the sideline, the 30, the 25, the 20, the 15, 10, the 5, he plunges, and Quincy Wilson is into the end zone, touchdown, West Virginia.
2: Ah, Mountaineer Nation. Thanks for joining us here on the porch. We've got a special one for you here today. The man who authored The Run 2.0 joining us, Quincy Wilson. He's gonna talk with me and CJ about all things about the Mountaineers now, his opportunities at West Virginia State, some good old memories from back in the day in Morgantown and those special years from 2002 to 2003 under Rich as they held that rope. So you guys know what to do. If it's in the morning, grab the coffee style. If it's in the evening, grab the drink and come on back because we're talking all things Mountaineers and the Longhorns here on the porch with Quincy Wilson. Let's go.
0: All right, well, we have the privilege now being joined on the porch by uh, by one of the best uh, to ever put him on um, up there at WVU, uh, Quincy Wilson, uh, who's now uh, coaching at uh, West Virginia State. And uh, Q, thanks for, thanks for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Well, after an introduction with that,
3: I got to join you guys every week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, thanks. we'll take you up on that, Quincy, now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, we no, will, guys. Man. Pleasure, pleasure to be here and I
0: uh, look, look forward to talking with you. Well, that, that, that's great to hear. Like I said, like Blaine said, man, uh, we're, we're always open for you. Um, and, you know, like I said, you're down there at West Virginia State now. We'll definitely get into uh, what you and uh, John Pennington are, are going on down there. Um, kind of wanted to start out with, you know, with all the uh, the COVID stuff, especially from last year, a little bit this year. How much of a challenge has that been for you guys as a coaching staff or coaches in general? Uh, it's a
3: 360-degree difference from the first three years of being there. Um with, you know, having to meet only 15 minutes, having to meet outside, uh, having to do things in groups, uh, you know, we definitely had to adjust but, you know, anything you want to do that that you want to put work into, you know, you just got to adjust and I think uh, credit I told my guys, you know, we finished up the season last week I just thanked them Know, for just being flexible you know there's, there's been times where we've had meetings we had to cancel you know uh they, we're still getting tested you know it's 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 a challenge so i just thank them all you know for being flexible and you know being able to get we got a full season in you know it was rough but we, we got we played 11 games this year and that, it's a tribute to the kids
0: that's fantastic and i know for you guys that's got to be a little bit of a different thing where you know wvu and some of these you know the big d1 programs have you know kind of the budget the facilities to do that how, how hard was that for you guys to kind of navigate all that
3: and, and a little bit of a mandate i don't think enough that does that wasn't enough said how some schools just said hey you know we're not you know, we don't care about your, your preferences. You know you're, you're getting vaccinated, so you know we we didn't take that approach. We left it into their hands and their family's hands and made made them the best decision for them. But um, yeah, it, it def, definitely challenges. But you know, again, we made it work. Um, I, I, I think I've become a
2: better coach because I've had to learn to do things on, on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be tough, Quincy. Getting trying to di- diagram plays there on a on a whiteboard through Zoom. I can only imagine that. How that has to go, man. I <laughs> yeah, it's
3: uh, it has it has its challenges. But hey. again, uh, our guys are flexible, and, and most of the time, you know, it, it was mainly corrections. Which you know, usually you want to watch a full game, but I kind of would go through the corrections and pick out the ten or fifteen plays I want one them to really see and kind of go that way. So it might, it might even be the way I go the rest of the, my coaching career, kind of just. You know, get get the corrections done and get on to the next week's
2: opponent. Yeah, kind of highlight things, and I have to say, man, really respect you guys for the uh, giving them the choice. You know, I think that's really something that's pretty pretty unique in the in the world of college athletics. There to allow your your kids to have that ability to decide on that. I think that's really kind of big of you guys. So, kind of want to ask you, Quincy. You know, with the COVID year, did you feel like this year was a lot a lot easier, a lot different in terms of the the precautions and everything, or was it? Very still very stringent at the same time.
4: Uh, You know, it was different
3: because we did we did not play in the fall, but we played in the spring, and then comparing the spring to this fall, it was totally different. You know, our kids had to be masked. You know, again, the the meeting wasn't as as, meetings weren't as stringent. Workouts weren't as stringent. So it was it was it was almost back to normal, but not back to normal. if that makes
2: sense? Right. The new normal, correct? Right. The new normal. Right. Air quote that. Yeah.
0: Hey. so and and just curiosity how are you guys handling kind of um, you know your your quote unquote seniors that might have um that one extra year of eligibility um heard some coaches say that you know they're not really they're kind of just trying to figure it out as it goes are you guys kind of in that same boat
3: well it, it really affected this year you know you're kind of that extra year the teams most of the seniors that could have been seniors last year which was 2020 you know, could come back this year so uh, we had about you know nine or ten guys come back which we figured they would you know, at, our, at our level you know most it's hard to you know get the guys out in four years most guys need that extra semester or or even you know a couple semesters you know to get graduate so uh really did affect us we actually enjoyed it because you know we, we, it's strange you know to play with a veteran group you <laughs> so know usually we've been young and you know, you're playing with 18 19 year olds so it was good to have you know, some, some senior veterans guys that, you know, even though it was their sixth year, you know, they, they, they've been through the ropes and really,
2: I think really helped us get through the season. Yeah, absolutely, Quincy. And, you know, so kind of talking about Senior Day um, and how this Saturday, obviously, it's Senior Day in Morgantown. What, what do you remember about your, your Senior Day there um, back in 03? Uh, I know it was against Temple, obviously a win. When we play Temple, we kind of expect that. But uh, do you have any yeah. lasting memories you remember from that day? I
3: definitely, uh, I, I missed my senior day I uh, got hurt the week before
2: in Syracuse Oh man, my ankle. apologies I had a high ankle <laughs> sprain Yeah, no, No. it's all good I had a high ankle
4: sprain and it was done and end up coming back into the
3: Syracuse game, you know, just no adrenaline, but you I went practice during the week and really really tried to do it, but you know just just didn't just didn't work out so um but you know it was it was cool because you know it's it was a common you no I remember coach rod always saying there's nothing like your senior year, and you know and that you know you're always sitting like oh well what's he talking about but you know when I went through my senior year and you know staying there and had the crowd, you know going crazy and you know know honor you. You know, one of thousands of guys who played there, it, it, it was special. So even though I didn't get to play, you know, the the recognition and standing there and you know, getting to run out of the tunnel one last time was definitely
2: great. Absolutely, Quincy. And you know, yeah. I gotta say, real quick, man. I mean, your senior day almost then, in terms of playing wise, obviously had to be the backyard brawl that against Pitt. You know, Larry Fitzgerald and those guys probably the best oh, yeah. smelling oh, tailgate yeah. I've ever yes, smelt in my life. So hey, that's you know, you got that feather in your cap for sure.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: I, and I, I was, you know, every time I see Larry at a golf, I always remind him, like, yeah, yeah, you still still can beat us, brother.
0: You know, <laughs> you still can beat us.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to ask you this question. Did did the moment? Did you feel the moment, like, as you came out, the crowd's cheering you? Is that when it hits you, or is it when you walk off the field that final time and you walk in that locker room the final time? Is that kind of when it hits, like, oh, it's, I don't it's, get to oh, it like
3: that last. It's like the last three or four minutes of the fourth quarter. You know, you're kind of looking at the clock, and you're kind of, it you know, kind of slowly kind of sinking in, sinking in, and sinking in, and then that final, <laughs> that final double zero hits, you know, and and it, and all and for me, you know, I, I, you know, not not to sound crazy, but you know, I figured I figured my playing days weren't over, and I thought I still had a chance at you know playing at the next level somewhere, whether it was NFL or CFL. So I knew it wasn't it, but I definitely understood. The finality of the guys who knew that was their last time they're putting on the pants. So it, it's emotional. And, you know, like I said, I made sure I, you know, hugged every guy, made sure I talked to every guy after because I knew what they were feeling. You know, and I knew what they were feeling because the finality of that's it. <laughs> you know, I'm never going to play. I'm going into, you know, finishing my major and getting into the real world.
0: <laughs> so now you grew up in a weird. Were, was mm-hmm. View kind of where you always wanted to go, or was there maybe another school you were
3: thinking well, you about? Know, it's crazy because you know I hate to say twenty years mm-hmm. ago when I was playing high school football, uh, the demographic of who was on TV was different. Of course, Notre Dame was always on, but there was Florida State, it was Nebraska, Michigan. You know, there was only about eight or ten schools that were on TV every weekend. You know, I was I was a big Florida State fan because of Work Done. You know, I, I love freaking Work Done and Charlie Ward. And so I was a big Florida State fan. But I followed WVU. And then once I got into high school, the first time I got to go to a game, it was uh, West Virginia. They were playing Purdue with Mike Allstock. And I kind of it, it was that was one time I, I fell in love with, with Morgantown, you know, going to the game and all that stuff. I got to go, I got to see Randy Randy play when they played there in '97. I got to go to the Ohio State game. So, you know, as I got older and got into it, you know, my, my passion for West Virginia, you know, just grew and grew.
2: Man, Quincy, you're taking me down nostalgia lane right now, talking about the Randy Moss game, the Ohio State one when they had Andy Katz. More that's that's awesome to hear. That's kind of how you got introduced and really fell in love and the Mike Allstott too man that's that's amazing and you know obviously a little faster than Mike Allstott but you had that bruising running style too was there a guy in particular I mean,
4: before, before I even
2: knew it yeah <laughs> exactly did you did you um did you kind of have a guy that you kind of watched in college that you really modeled off of obviously a little bigger than work done but was there a guy in particular that you like man that's my dude that's who I'm modeling my game off of
4: yeah like I said I, uh, again
3: being a being, uh... A, a bigger, well, uh, to me, you know, being a 200 pounds was big back then. So, uh, I, I, uh, I was a Lawrence Phillips fan for Nebraska. I thought, you know, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, he ran hard, he was big and fast, and um, you know, very... Uh, 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 Barry Foster for the Steelers. I'm on my game after him a little bit because he was a bigger back. So any of those over 200-pound guys, of course, everybody loved Barry Sanders back in the day and all that stuff. But any you know, of I gravitated to those bigger backs because, you know, I was a little bit you know, in high school. You know, I'd always been the, the, one of the heavier guys. So I, I gravitated to those kind of to those players.
2: Absolutely, that punching style running for sure. Um, Quincy, you know, you, you kind of talked about Morgantown in general. And, you know, your, your senior year, I mean – phenomenal. Averaging 5.5 a pop, 20 touchdowns, I mean, 2,608 yards. You know, do you ever look back and say, man, if I had that extra little bit of time, with these kids now transferring the way they do, do you ever look back on that and say, man, if I had a little bit more time, I would have been up there even higher than I was on the rushing list. I mean, you sat behind the number one guy for all that time. I mean, do you ever think about that?
4: Yeah, yeah. but you know what? I wouldn't have done any better because it taught me so
3: much. You know, my first couple years, you know, it was all about, you know, you just want to play. <laughs> you know, right. And then, you know, I get hurt the the, the next year and I kind of sit out. And there you go. You're two years into your career already. And, you know, with two to two to play. So, um, but you know, having Abe on there was, was great, great for my career. Cause he worked so hard. I mean, the guy worked, I mean, he just busted his ass doing everything. And I, you know, and you know, I was, you know, I wasn't that kind of player yet. So I had to learn, you know, if I want to get on the field and definitely if I want to play with this guy, you know, so, uh, yeah, you know, you like, uh, I was, and I deal with that now in coaching, you know, I tell my guys, like, everybody wants to be the man, but are you going to do what it takes to be the man, and I would been and at those first couple of years, I definitely wasn't doing what it takes to be the man, so I had to learn, and um, and I think hindsight, you know, back in the day, you know, hell, if there was a transfer portal, or if I knew I could go somewhere, <laughs> I know I probably would have thought about it, like, oh, well, I'm going to stay here for four years, but I'm glad there wasn't, and I'm glad I had to stick it out and earn it. You know, I had to you know I made 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 my career. It made my senior year special because you know I went through that. that sat on a guy for three years, and, and it made my senior year that much special because you know I, I had to no carry the load.
0: No. Now, and that, that's fantastic to hear. And you know, we've Blaine and I, and some other guys, we've talked about you know the portal and our thoughts on it. Um, but it's kind of refreshing to hear you know battling through it and understanding that it's going to make me better. Um, that's that's really refreshing to hear. Kind of love that. Um, if you had one moment uh, in your career in Morgantown that stood out, what would it be?
3: Uh, it'd be my junior year they, when we beat Tech at Tech, and they end up they jumped over the fences and cut down the goalpost. And when I got home to my apartment, there was a piece of the goalpost hanging on my my doorknob.
4: <laughs> 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 so,
3: I said to this day, I still I still have that piece of the goalpost. So. That that was the highlight. I don't even know how they knew where I live, but someone thought about me. when they were sawing that sawing that goalpost down? Because that person didn't know what the hell it was. Like, we get back from the bus one o'clock in the morning, you know. And like what the heck is this? And <laughs> I heard the next day that they cut down the goalpost, so, so that, that that was the ultimate. I
2: was like, all right, I made it. Yeah, I made it as a as, as mountaineer folklore. Oh man, that's it, phenomenal, Quincy. That. that is phenomenal. I mean, and the, and then to beat him the next year the way. The way we did in Morgantown, that's gotta make it even special. Yes. Was was that was that yes. your favorite it's rival? Was it V T or was it Pitt?
3: Uh, you know what? I, it, it was Pitt because I grew up in Weird. Right. So I was closer to Pittsburgh than, you know, Morgantown. So I knew I knew Rob Brothersford and I knew, you know, Larry and those because I would see them. No, you know, during the summers and that guy, you know, Antonio Bryant, Bryant and those guys. I knew, I knew all those guys. You know, uh, so, and they were so, and they were, they were a great team. You know, you know, they were, they were just as good as we were. So the rivalry was really stoked because they were good. You know, and it made, it made, it was special to me because, like I said, it was, uh, you know, I've seen, I knew a lot of those guys. Of course, beating D Tech. You know, beat, I mean, I don't, I don't think people realize how good the conference was you know, pre, you know, all this expansion and all that, you know, um, you know my first couple of years, you know, you had Virginia Tech go the national championship with Michael Vick. You know, Miami was you. I think they've had five different 30 for 30s about, about them. <laughs> <laughs>
4: so,
3: you know, so they were, they were going well and then at that back end. You know, you had us, you had Pitt, you had, you know, all those guys that, you know, were taking over the conference. So, Great my four years now I was in the best I was in the golden era of East football and definitely
2: the golden era start of the golden era for WU football. Absolutely Quincy yeah, I don't sure, think there's right. any doubt. He,
0: you know and, and Quincy, you and I have had this conversation um, in, the, in the past and I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask it the, the run um, that you had now everybody talks about when you talk about the run everybody thinks major against Penn State some of the oh, older yeah. generation. For me, I automatically go to your run down there against Miami. Yeah, yep.
3: Yeah. And where? the thing about that is, it, it's special because uh, when it happened, if that the majors run happened against Rutgers, it would have been another great run. You know what I mean? <laughs> it happened against Penn State. If my run have against, been against Temple, Quincy had a great run, but it happened against Miami. So it's, it's who it was against. And when it happened, so, uh, and to me, uh, I was a kid major about my, at least I ran the right way on my play. And he ran the wrong way uh, on his. So. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, everything that went into it, you know, it, it, and it being Miami, and like I said, they, you know, they were defending national, two time national champions. It should have been two. They got cheated in the Ohio State game. So, you know, everything that went into it, you know, to beat those guys with all those NFL guys and all that stuff, it, 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 it like I say, it'll always be special. And I always tell people, thank God
4: for YouTube because it keeps it alive.
2: <laughs> and, hey, and you know what else, Quincy? They play it. Every game on the pregame video, and it—I it, think yeah, that's the crowd just yeah, tell, it lights tell, up, you know. I
3: tell, I tell, I, I'm still waiting for my world, geez, but you know hey, it's all
2: good. <laughs> You need those Seinfeld checks, man. You know what I mean? They—they they probably should start cool. nil nowadays, to, man. You, know, you should I, get them.
3: You know, you
2: know, <laughs> you know, that's He should definitely pick, pick up that, that call. In.
0: Yeah, and, and the biggest difference for me is, is on that run, like, Major ran
4: around everybody. You ran through somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had that. There wasn't much blocking, I told you. There
2: wasn't much blocking, but hey, that, that, that adds to the drama, too. Right? I mean, you, you ran through somebody, you ran over top of somebody, and it's funny that you keep you brought that up, Quincy, about Major running the wrong way. He told me that a couple weeks ago when I had him on here. He said, you know, man, I forgot what, 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 what side the play was supposed to go to, so, you know, you, you gotta love that, man, and and um, like you said, now, Quincy, you know, you talked about your favorite memory in Morgantown being when you came back and they had the piece of the goalpost on your apartment. What was your favorite spot that, you know, maybe you would have went and celebrated with all those fans that cut down that goalpost? Man, what was your favorite oh, man, spot see, in Morgantown? Backdoor. Back door. Okay, back door. like a backdoor. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Wednesday
3: Night Karaoke, that, that, was, uh, that was our spot. Anybody that was there in the 2002, 2003 will tell you. You know, it, it was the back door. You know? hey. You'd be in there singing karaoke and you know, having a good old time.
2: Now, hey, Quincy, did you have a go-to karaoke song, though, now? I got to ask that. You
3: know what? My, I, I, I did. You know, and I was always more of a, you know, there it, would be some people that went in there, some serious songs. I was more of the upbeat song, so a little bit, little bit of that tag team. There it
4: is. You know, some crowd participation stuff. Most of the time, it just got on the mic and just yelled. But,
3: you know, <laughs> uh, it, 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 was, it was a good time, man. Hey,
4: you he
2: entertained the crowd, right? I love it, man.
3: Who, who was the best singer on the team? Oh, I had to give Grant Wiley the, the <laughs> give him the nod. Give him the nod. He, 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 they always, everyone always looked forward to what he was – because he was one who did different ones. You know, I kind of went to – I had my go-to. He, he kind of would do different stuff, so I had to go with G. Wiley on that one.
0: Okay. All right. I, that, that one kind of shocks me a little. I didn't expect a Grant Wiley reference here. Yeah,
4: yeah,
2: that's my guy, that's my guy. Hey, well, I mean, Grant Wiley's the guy who, who got Quincy that goal post, so, I mean, obviously he's got to go with him, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah,
4: exactly. Right.
0: Um, so, now, have you actually gotten a chance to kind of go back up to Morgantown, kind of see the the new facilities, uh, meet the coaching staff up there? Coach yeah, Toronto, yeah, I got a
3: chance to work uh, – uh, Great. I've got, ever since Neil's got there, had a great relationship with those guys. Um, you know, of course, you know when Jamal was there because Trickett's there now. And, uh, always, I've always got to go up there and do camps you know, each summer, and you know, I've gotten to see you know from I think I can't believe it's only been three years, but you know since he's got there to now, you know it's unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. So <to, to laughs> I've been urging all my, my guys, you know, my era, you know, like, make sure you get to a game, make sure you get to a game because you're not going to notice the place even when you pull up on it now. You know, you're kinda of like, whoa, where in the world is that? You know, kinda it's 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 very, very you know looks great from the outs- outside and it, it looks even nicer inside. You know, they really do a good job and you know, these power five, you know, schools, you know, you, you can thank the Big Twelve for that. You know, who's to, who's to say, you know, if we weren't in the Big Twelve we'd be able to, you know, build a you know a track and all that kind of stuff that they've been adding to the baseball facility. I mean W really has the top of the line facility, even the basketball practice facility. You know, W is really blessed with with stuff they have up
0: there. Yeah, and you you bring up the Big 12. Uh, Who would have been the one team that's in the Big 12 now that you would have loved to have have faced off against? Oh, he's the Big Two Oklahoma, Texas. <laughs> so, especially with
3: this age of social media, I've been tweeting them guys all week. You know, <laughs> talking, talking big jock. You know, but, uh, but, but everywhere, going out there and I, except. Like I uh, I always tell people I was fortunate. You know, my first year at WU, when I was in operations, was the first year in the Big Twelve. So those first couple of years, you know, I got to go to each place, and every place we went to was awesome. You know, Stillwater's just like Morgantown, Manhattan's just like Morgantown, uh, Norman's, you know, a little bigger city, but awesome. Even even Kansas was a good atmosphere. You know, they have a lot of people there, but you know, going to Fog Island Field House and all their traditional stuff. So everywhere in the Big Twelve was awesome. So we were really lucky. You know, to get in there and not get stuck in the, you know the American you know, conference, even though you know travel wise you know it's it, it's it's a little bit of a chore, but you know in that in, in hindsight you know as long as they've been in there, you know, I think it's been
4: way way more beneficial than the negative.
2: That's that's awesome to hear, Quincy. And, you know, I mean, the few teams that we are now bringing into the American, the Cincinnati's of the world, BYU, Houston with Dana, and we'll we'll leave him out of it for now, um, and then. I mean, I think the league's going to continue to grow like you said now and you mentioned, you know, your favorite spots there. Um did you have one in particular though that you know you would have been really jazzed up to go in as a player and play?
4: Texas.
2: Yep. In, in, in is,
3: in is. The atmosphere there, and, I, and I've seen it kind of. I like to go back and now they kind of built up that end zone, kind of enclosed the end zone now. But, uh, yeah, you know, the first year we played down there, of course, with the tape on and them, that you know, we were ranked, they were ranked, and you know, playing play play in that atmosphere with 100,000. That's the first time I i've been in the state with 100,000. I've been in a couple 80s, but you know, to see 100,000 people was was definitely, you know, a little, little overwhelming, it but very exciting, especially when you get to win.
2: Absolutely, and then, and that was the uh, the birth of the original Horns Down with Geno that day. And I know, Quincy, you would have flashed him too, right? No doubt about it? Again, I, I all week could have been. You would <laughs> you know, I, I could all
4: oh, It would have been crazy. They they'd probably ban, I'd be like Trump. They'd ban me from Twitter and all that stuff. I, I'd have had
3: too
2: much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Make WV well, football great again. <laughs> Well, that Everybody was like one of the greatest during the game, ever. Well, during
3: the game, I talked. I was I was a big trash talker because our um, our GAs would give us so much information on the defense. So we knew their height, weight, you know, we knew all their bodies. So I'm getting out there. I knew mom's name. So as soon as I get out there, I'm saying, "Hey, I hope Karen ain't watching because I'm, you know, so again, if I would had that any 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 layup, I could have got." <laughs> I would expose it back because you know, that, that got me I, I was always, I always got a little nervous for games so I had to talk trash and trying to be that you know, get, 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 the, get the nerves out by doing it that
2: way Quincy did you have a guy though that you remember like one line like it was your favorite one that you kind of you kind of pulled out on somebody uh, you
3: know I, 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 one of the safeties for Wisconsin uh, he made a tackle on me one time and I, and I remember just, I don't even know why, because he made me, ta- he tackled me, but I said, I said, if, if, if I be a hundred dollars next time you tackle me, <laughs> something like that, just instantly, I was like appalled that he tackled me, because it was like one man brought me down, so, and I just, I, I remember that, because I seen him at the convention, uh, and he's actually, uh, he's actually the D.C. Oh, uh, at, at yeah, oh, Jim Leonard. Okay. Yeah, Jim Leonard, Jim Leonard. And, uh, and, we, and we laughed about it at National. He was like, hey, I, he even still remembered that. And I was like, and I was kind of like, yeah, I kind of remember that. But yeah, <laughs> it was <just> hilarious. <laughs> we, had, we had a good time together with that. But yeah, I, I mean, some of that stuff was definitely off the hip and uh, definitely spontaneous.
2: Yeah, th- things that if we have kids that listen, like CJ's you know, son, he probably doesn't yeah, want to hear yeah, some of that yeah, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, know, you know, there'd be a couple, couple, couple of, couple of explanations. Little four letter words flying <laughs> around, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, but I, I, but I've heard if you say no disrespect, you can say whatever you want.
2: So. It's 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 like Ricky Bobby, man. It's 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 what it is, you know. Yeah,
3: it's like the, it's a stop gate for the
0: young guys. So, <laughs> so now, dude, now take you out of it. Who would have probably been the next in line as
3: far as trash talk goes? Oh, Pac Man! I told him everything he knows. <laughs> so, everything, <laughs> everything he knows. Was Machine a little bit of a trash
0: talker? Or he, he just kind of no, you know,
3: like, he was a quiet guy. He was kind of about his business. You know, he, he would get he would get in there a little bit. But you know, Pac Man. You know, I, I was fortunate enough. You know, um, you know, Coach Coach McGee, Coach Gibby. You know, they said, Hey, we have these two guys we really like. We want you to host them. You know, you know we get to host these kids. Of course, back to college, you don't want to host because they gave you gave you money <laughs> for it. So I'm like, hey, you know, I'll take two. And it was it was Pac Man and Chris Hemphill. You know, so I, I hosted. I hosted um, those two on the same visit and took them out. And Chris didn't say five words the whole night, and I couldn't get Pac Man to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the perfect. It was the perfect. <laughs> it was the perfect visit. So, uh, you know, I definitely fed off his energy, and it was great seeing him a couple months ago. He was down here at the Civic Center for the fight. You know, going against that guy, and it was great to see people come out for that. You know, that. So it was. It was good. It was good to. And it's it goes back to you know, rich you know, with the family atmosphere they taught us. You know, here, know, twenty years down the road, you know, we're still connected with these guys and still talking to these guys and you know, involved with their families, their kids, and most of you know, our kids are now getting into high school and all that good stuff. So it's good seeing you know everybody doing well and you know, you know, getting to see them out and everyone healthy. You know, during this crazy pandemic we're
2: all living through. That's that's awesome to hear, Quincy. You know, it, it's kind of funny you you bring up you know Chris Henry and Pac Man because I know Mountaineer Nation probably thanks you ten times over for that weekend that you visit, had them visiting with you because it it set up the program yeah, pretty nicely.
3: Yeah. Well, I won't <laughs> tell the other people I had that I let like get away. You know, I, I missed out on the Heisman Trophy winner with, with Troy Smith and Teddy Ginn and you know some other guys. So you know it ended up working
4: out. You
0: know it went up working out. Yeah, well, and and then you and uh john down there at state i mean that was like a, a couple of years ago that was like a wvu reunion tour down there yeah yeah we got you guys williams had a bunch us, of uh, yeah reed williams
3: and george shell so it was four of us you know getting get this thing you know started man coming in there and uh, you know to see it you know i'm always amazed now you know when we got there in 17 and you know to look at you know getting the turf and the lights this year and how much of an impact it's had on our program you know, just within that month it's been in it's, it's been it's been amazing and, and to have a one and i tell people i have one little piece of that <laughs> but you know it's, it's awesome that you know it's for the kids and, the, and the, you know we can host the you know, Wee games there and you know, how we got to Herbert hoover and Poker got to play there and, you know it was it was great you know it's a, about the you know, football is such a community builder and you know to have a facility where people want to come it, it's awesome
0: yeah, it's, it's really fantastic what you guys are, are building down there at Institute, and um, you know Nate Burton um, has been you know a fantastic AD there for you guys. Um, you know, I know it was a tough way to end uh, your year this year uh, with a loss to the, the Crosstown rival essentially there at UC. Uh, but what's the what's the future of the the program look down there like for the next couple of years and even beyond that? Uh, uh, the, sky's
3: the limit. You know, we've we, we've we've built the foundation. You know, the foundation is sturdy, you know. But now, now we, you know, it's, it's all about you know, retaining the, the good players we have because we have a great, lot of a great young, great core. And Darn Riddick still got a couple years of him. And Barry Hills, a true freshman. My, my, my running back Malik Loom was a freshman. You know, we we have young, good skill, and, and some big and some big boys we need to develop. And defense, the best defense we had in four years. Coach Shell does an amazing job. So, sky's the limit. It's time to you know really go after. It. You know, those UCs, the Notre Dame, the Frostburgs, and you we'll know, see, you we'll know, put, our, put our head in the ring for this uh, conference title
2: the next couple of years. Absolutely. Great to hear that, Quincy. And it's, it's great to hear, you know, obviously new facilities. That's going to bring a lot of eyeballs and help you guys continue to get kids and having coaches, you know, like yourself and Coach Pennington. I mean, that's got to help as well. Um, you know, talking about recruiting, Quincy, a little bit there, who was the, the instrumental f- force in terms of recruiting to get you to Morgantown? I have to ask that.
3: <laughs> well uh it was interesting because um you, you know back
4: then you know you, you sent out your vhs and, you know you hope somebody responded <laughs> the vhs I, I remember, <laughs> yeah yeah you, you just take you paused
3: and you, you made your little highlight tape and i remember halftime at a game and somebody was like hey uh you know there's w coaches here so you know you know, you're in the midst of the game. You're like, all right, cool. So the second half, trying to really, you know, play well and spin and do all kind of crazy stuff, reversing field. And, you know, after the game, uh, my mom says, hey, I got to meet uh, – I got, ran into one of the coaches, and he really liked you. Like, you know, you're like flat. You know, you're flat. You know, you don't even know how to react. And you're like, they came to see me. You know, okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so uh, it started with, you know, Coach Dunlap, uh, Coach Young, and then uh, Coach Nealon and uh, Don Palusic, who was a ex coach at Wehr High, so he had coached my two uncles at Wehr High. So I had kind of a family connection to, you know, to W already with Coach Palusic, and, uh, and and of course my recruit coordinator, all that good stuff.
2: Absolutely, and, and, and Quincy, I, I find it funny. You know, you mentioned Coach Nealon, and you know how you you came into the program with Coach Nealon, and then obviously Rich takes it over. Can you describe? To people from the outside, what that transition was like, because that had to have been uh, wild inside those walls.
3: Yeah, it, it was it was cool though, because like I said, I got two years with Coach Nealon. Reason why I went to W because Coach Nealon, and but he was on the back end of his career. It more, he you know, was involved, but you know, most of the coordinators and the position coaches did most of the, the heavy lifting with that. And then Coach Rod, is, uh, uh uh, micromanager of everything you know we, we if you didn't have your socks right you know he, he, he was sitting back in the locker room so but we really you know that's time we were young you're just like oh they're just nagging they're just nagging but in hindsight you know those are the difference between wins you know you know touching the line you know finishing through the finishing the drill all that stuff you know helped us because in you know, the west virginia we've never gotten the five-star guys we've gotten those underdogs We've got kids that developed, you know. So, you know, we've had we we we've hung our hat on working harder than anybody, you know. But that start, you know, you have to start somewhere, you know. And you know, Coach Roddenham came in, and and we go through tour duty, and we go through spring practice, and we go through all these drills, and it was just, you know, we were sharpening that knife, you know, for that, and that's what I was saying kind of earlier about, you know, starting that golden era because after you know after my senior year you know it was it was BCS 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 until you know they, they left so it was it was awesome that you know we kind of laid the foundation for that next group that came in which was Pat and Steve and then you Owen know, oh, and the well you know it they just they just kept building and building and building and it was great to you know be you know a, a one little cog in that that's
2: that's awesome Quincy like you said to be to have that little you feel like you were that small little cog, but yet you're more than a small cog. You were a huge part of it, and and I know those guys obviously, you know, learned about what West Virginia football was about because of you. And some of them probably came there because of that run against Miami. So I mean, you're more than you're more than a small cog, brother. No doubt about that.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. It was it's it's crazy, and the you know, time flies. You know that's. You know that, that that's it's hard to believe that was almost 18 20 years ago you know and now you know we're, we're in the big 12 i would never i
0: would never guess that <laughs> yeah I was, yeah i was kind of thinking about that earlier you know blaine and i were kind of talking off off recording and um, you know I was like, man, that run, my. I was like, man, I was in college on that. Man, it's been that long ago. It's just, yeah, it is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you and
3: can man, everyone, everyone, and everyone can still tell you what they were doing on October <laughs> second, in two thousand three.
2: Yes, yes, they can, Quincy. Yes, they can. Yeah.
3: You ask yeah what they did last week they look at you crazy like oh, I don't know you. but they'll tell you what they
4: did 20 years ago they'll
3: tell you exactly where they're at so I mean that's that to me that's that's awesome uh, today uh, to, to have people still come up to me and say that or or they, or and it really gets me because <laughs> I went to the uh at the uh, volleyball uh state championships uh last week and a buddy of mine daughter played and you know I'll go over there and to hear people say telling their kids who have no idea who I am <laughs> You know, that, hey, do you know who that is? Do you know who that is? And they're looking like, no, dad, no, mom. <laughs> it's like, who is that? And to say, well, he was the greatest Mountaineer, it really is humbling, you know, because, you know, like said, at first it's funny because the kids have no idea. And they're probably we- weirded out that the parents have this reaction to <laughs> <laughs> So it, it, It's awesome. But that just tells you how great these Mountaineer fans are. You know, somebody from Work County can- knows who I am you know, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, pretty cool to me.
0: Yeah, it is pretty cool. I I know you had mentioned you've gotten back up. What, what's kind of your feel on, you know, Coach Brown and his staff and really the state of the program um, right now and what he's doing? Uh, You know what? I think they're, they're
4: a victim
3: of, you know, this, of the pandemic a little bit, you know, where, you know, a lot of the kids that they were counting on have left. So now they have to play young guys and, you know, it's hard to win with young guys. I don't care if it's, you know, Kyler Murray. You know, it's still, you're, you're going to have, you're struggling with consistency. So, you'll see them play well against TCU, but not play well against Kansas State because, again, you're playing with 18, 19-year-old kids. So, I think, you know, you know the recruiting, I think it's the best recruiting class in, in forever. You got those guys. Hopefully, they can hold on to those guys and just keep building, you know, the, the world now is the transfer portal and all that stuff. So get some get some guys who aren't happy, and, and some other ways plug in where you need to plug in. And uh, I think it's I think it's in good hands. You know, I think you know Neil. You know he's put put together a great staff, put together a great you know. But you know we're just we're in a tough conference, and there's nowhere to hide. <laughs> you know what I <laughs> mean? It's, it's, the, it's one of those deals where, you know, if you ain't on your A game, you will be exposed.
2: Not even Kansas anymore, Quincy, after last weekend. So we got to buckle up for that one here if we get Saturday as well. So, I mean, like you said, there's no off days anymore in the Big 12.
3: Right. right. But I see, you know, you see the flashes. You know, you see you know, the Virginia Techs. You see the, the game. So you know it's there. But, you know, you just want to see that consistency. You want to see those guys go. And that just comes with the you know, reps and time
2: absolutely and quincy we we like to call uh coach brown the real deal neil writes itself and uh i i have a good feeling about it too man i love what you said about how it's just tough to win with young guys and we're so young especially up front i feel like here in another year or two from now we're going to be the big bullies on the block kind of like what oklahoma state did to us a few weeks back so i i love hearing that
4: yeah yep
3: yep it's uh you know, you look at the great teams, and you know, you know Alabama. Everybody they want to pick. They want to pick you. Always want to pick your park. You, know, you know, like well, you think, "Well, hell, they're nine and one." Like, well, they don't run the ball. It's just like, okay, but they're nine and one.
4: You know, they're obviously, obviously they're, playing, they're doing something else that's combating combating that. So,
3: even if, like I said, even if we were ten and zero right now. There'll be people saying, "Well, hey, we don't throw enough, or their defense is, you know." So there's never, there's never a satisfaction in anything, and and then make, it, makes it, it, make, it makes it makes it makes you makes you gives you those
4: conversational pieces.
2: Hey, Quincy, whether you're one and nine or nine and one, Quincy, we're guilty as charged. We did it last night breaking down the rankings. So I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and say that right now. Hey, you talk, yes, you,
4: yes, which, which is a total debacle. <laughs> right? We
2: could have a whole number show about that. Hey, because, we do, uh, and you're man, welcome they, to come they, on. They, they, Anytime. The fact that they say Oregon, Oregon had to hand is good, but Michigan is not. It's just, I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> it, it's, it's beyond reasoning. <laughs> it really is beyond reasoning. And, and you look at it every day, and you're like, and how how the, how the the analyst on there trying to explain away how one matters and the other doesn't just almost, honestly makes me, boggles my mind. Um, but uh, Yeah. Quincy, we, we kind of wanted to and, real quick. And if, and oh, if
4: you ever want
0: to, Quincy, there's a chair in, the, in our conference committee room for you.
4: Yep. And, <laughs> yes. And you I, should.
3: I, I s- can solve. Trust me, I can solve this whole thing easily for us. You know, it's just uh, you know President Ember or whoever is in charge of that. You know, call me, or tweet me. Yeah, I, I I I solve it all, folks. You
2: know? <laughs> hey, hey, Quincy, you you should see the see the cartoon that we had there for the committee. It's 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 wild. We got SpongeBob in there, Patrick. Uh, Ren and Stimpy, Homer Simpson's the head of the committee. Oh, yeah. It's it's wild, right. man. So we fit right in.
4: Three blind mice. <laughs>
2: That's right. any, 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 any
4: description is available.
2: Yeah. Silly, yes. Hey, now, r- real quick, Quincy, you, you brought up golf, man. And we want to kind of hit on that real quick with you if you got a couple minutes to talk about it. Man, you talked about how you play with Larry Fitzgerald. Is he the best player you played with? And is he the most famous player you played golf with?
3: Uh, no, I've actually played. Uh, uh, well, not played, but been in a tournament with Michael. You know, so it, <laughs> I, I give him the most fame. But the best I've seen uh, was uh, uh, feeling those guys down to Greenbrier, Tiger, those guys. Oh, yeah? Greenbrier, just watching them hit that ball. And I, uh, a buddy of mine had his house, kind of, kind of off the thing, and you know, kind of could just watch them just hit. And I just was amazed because you know, I'm, I'm I, I, pretty, I think I can hit the ball pretty hard, and, but I'm two hundred thirty five pounds, but these skinny guys come up and stroke that ball. I'm just like, man, hey, it, it, it really isn't about power; it's about technique and all that stuff. So you're just in awe of you know what they can do, you know the shots they can make, you know the things they can try. Because you know, your average golfer just wants to keep the ball in play, but they're actually trying to spin it, they're you know, trying to cut it, they're you know, trying to. Make it go only 130 yards, get 120 yards, and it's really it's really a, a skill set that you know only comes from from playing playing a bunch. But um definitely you know putting the hats off to those guys because that that's one of, that's a sport that will drive you
2: crazy. Oh, it, it, it will definitely drive you crazy. We we yeah. kind of joke around. I tell CJ his handicap is the is the uh, clubs in his bag.
3: Yeah, right. It's right. true. Right.
2: And, I, and, I, and I, that's always my goal. Hey, I, I want to lead with just as many balls as I started with. Hey, Quincy, you just got to find them, man. You know, if you hit them in the woods, yeah, you come out with go. two sometimes, you know.
3: There we go. <laughs> a lot of people don't even want to look for them. Yeah. Hey, that, that, that's, uh, that is that is, that is definitely, definitely a clean thing for
2: me. Hey, and so favorite course you've ever played on, man?
3: Uh, I got to play the Sawgrass, TPC down there in uh, Jacksonville.
2: Nice, nice. Was it was it around a Gator Bowl trip? no, I actually got to go back, uh
3: we my first year in uh in the league with Atlanta, uh, you know, we you know, we could buy Super Bowl tickets. And you know, through the NFL they had all these events going on, all these events. They're like, Hey, uh we're looking for someone to do this, look for someone so I like Neil and me, I signed up for everything. So <laughs> I signed up for that. And we got to play in the TPC Saltgrass. And I played in a uh, little well, charity bowling event down
2: there, so it was it was a good time. That's phenomenal. That that was the Patriots uh, Eagles Super Bowl, correct? Yes. Damn. Yeah. 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 Um, and hey, Quincy, gotta ask you. I I would be kicking myself if I didn't ask you how you did on the island green, man. How'd you do?
3: Well, let's let's just say uh, I just I took a snowman on that.
2: <laughs> it happens, man. It happens.
3: But it was awesome because, like you say, you just, you're just you looking at it, and you're like, oh, I can hit on that.
2: And <laughs> it's, it's not as easy as it looks. <laughs> That's right.
0: Oh, I've lose some golf balls there. There's no doubt.
3: Yes, yes. Like you say, you look at it, and you're like, oh, this is 170. I'm just going to hit this and get on it. You're like, not nah, short or wide or something. So. It is, it is, it is, uh, it's awesome though, Yeah, because, like you said, that's one of the most famous holes you know, in the world.
2: Yeah, absolutely one of the most famous. It's like, do I club up? Do I club down? Who knows? Probably not going to matter anyway if I don't hit squared up anyway, so 100% agree right. with that, Quincy. Hey, we we love to keep talking, man, and, and I'm so happy that you came on here with us. Uh, excited, excited to have you on. Um, we wanted real quick though, if we could, have you as our celebrity guest picker this week and pick eight picks and then let you let you get on out of here and uh, you know. Awesome,
4: man! Hey, let's go. Let's
0: rock and roll! Right?
2: All right, so CJ, you want to go ahead and start with the first one there, buddy?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna start uh, with the first one here. Um, we'll just we'll just go ahead and start in Morgantown, uh, Texas. Rolling in losers of five straight uh, into Morgantown, uh, West Virginia is a three point favorite in that one. Um, total sitting the. Uh, on the road. Total sitting at uh, 56 and a half. What's your thoughts on that one there, Quincy?
3: Uh, you know what? Uh, even though I like to look, you know, a lot, I know they say the loss is lost, but I, I believe they did score 52 points last week, didn't they? <laughs> or somewhere, somewhere around there. Yeah. So uh, 56. Uh, Fifty-six. So yeah. So I'm thinking. You know, nothing's wrong with the offense, obviously. So, you know, it's always you know fine tuning with the defense, or you know, sometimes people just scheme scheme the heck out of you. But uh I think senior day. I think you know, once you still has a chance in a the bowl. They can finish six and six. I think I think they eke one out. I don't want to say overtime, but I think I think they, they eke one out in the end, and you know, everyone goes on happy and mortgage out.
2: Love it, Quincy. Love it. Hey, so do we like do we like the total over or under? I mean you said the offense is looking good for Texas, so Oh yeah. You... I,
4: I'm going under.
2: I'm oh. going under with this one. You I like our think, defense? I, I think
3: I think that. You know, I like our I like our defense against them. Not, 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 I think we could I think there will be trouble moving the ball against you know some of those big uglies they got up front.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So so I know you said it wasn't to after win. So are you taking Texas to cover that three? Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, kind of, do we do we have a
3: Phil Brady? I don't even know who kicks for us this year, but I see I, I see I see a Phil go with less the whole with a whole hole, hole by the defense in the end.
2: Hey, that's CJ's alma mater there, Casey Leg, a Saints Christian kid, so he he definitely knows who's the kicker. Oh yeah, but there it is. <laughs> oh yeah, oh I'd love that. Yeah, do that and
0: he'll you know, walk off with a Lou Groza
4: Award as he walks off the field. Heck yeah.
2: Hey Quincy, you mentioned about eking out the bowl game though, right? How important do you think that is to the development of this program for them to get these two wins and to be in that bowl game?
3: Extremely important. Extremely. Because, again, with young guys, you know, bowl prep, it gives you 12 or 13 more practices added, you know, with these young guys. and uh, I think uh, nothing like – well, I don't care if you go to the Blue Body Bowl. Nothing like bowl practice. It helps you, you know, you get gifts, you get to travel. You know, it's, 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 it's something special. And I, I know people – um, I'm biased because, you know, I got to go to a bunch of bowls where I was in install, and, you know, the whole time you know, we were at WU back there. So uh, bowl prep is definitely important, I think, you know, I think the desperation of that, and I think, you know, we'll, get, we'll put them over the edge.
2: Awesome. Hey, Quincy, so, you know, we talked a lot about the run versus Miami. So the next game here we wanted to hit on, Virginia Tech at Miami. The Hokies are a eight-point dog. Who do you like in that one down at the Orange Bowl, the new Orange Bowl, or Hard Rock, or whatever the hell they're playing these days?
4: Yeah, yeah, or yeah, wherever they're playing out. Um,
3: you know, and I, I believe that they just let the coach go for Virginia Tech, so I know that's got to add another <laughs> dynamic to it and having to travel. Um, you know, the ACC is is kind of the Wild Wild West where the one where you never know what you're getting, but I think you know Miami has enough at, at, at home to, to, to pull that one off.
2: Got gotcha you there, Quincy. So, next one here, obviously, old rival in Pitt, hosting Virginia, uh team that, you know, played in the Tire Bowl there. Uh, Pitt is a 14-and-a-half point favorite. I think they're kind of worried about Virginia's quarterback's health. What do you like in that game?
3: Yeah. Uh, Pitt's defense is awesome. I got a chance to watch them last uh, week against North Carolina, and they – you know, they struggled, but when it when it was time to rev it up, they revved it up and, you know, shut them down. So, uh, uh, as much as it pains me to say, I, I, I like Pitt over over Virginia this week.
2: Yeah, it heavily has to pain you. Yeah, that,
3: yeah, that sounded like that hurt.
2: <laughs> a little bit and quincy i know you had to watch the end of that game man that rain coming down at the end was that not insane
4: oh t- the torrential downpour i've Ooh. never seen anything like
3: it you-, you thought you were in like the amazon or
2: something. that's right <laughs> but it, was-
3: it was it was pittsburgh
2: it- it's kind of like that forrest gump rain there man you know it was raining for 30 days and 30 nights it felt like yeah uh-huh. and then all of a sudden it was done so, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly uh-
4: Pitt,
3: I mean, I mean, I think I think they they've got that quarterback ranked high they're
2: they're a really good team this year. So I think they got more than enough to get past Virginia this year. Hey, so next one here, Quincy. Uh, this one's probably going to be a little a little more uh, maybe an easy one, but it's it's a lot of, it's a lot of points here. You're, you know, Rich Rod down there at Fun Row, we like to call him Fun Row, the Warhawks, going to LSU down at the Bayou, Pepper to Gumbo, Cocho. Uh, Potentially one of his last games there in Death Valley. Um, who do you like? LSU's a 29-point favorite in that one. Oh boy, oh boy, and you
3: know, and I, and in your heart of hearts, you think, well, they would, but I, I
4: believe they've struggled all year.
3: <laughs> you know, so uh, I would take the under on that one. LSU to win, but
2: uh, to for four touchdowns, better, I, I, I don't see that. <laughs> taking, taking Rich, taking Rich in that offense there to to take a chance there on him. I like it.
3: Yeah, there you go. Just enough, just enough to hang, and you know, you know, especially you know, we've been we've been in games where you know you're not expected to win. As long as you can make put a little doubt in them early or late, you know, and the crowd kind of gets gets on them. You know, it's one of those those things where you can you know kind of kind of win, get the momentum swing a couple times. So
0: okay. Um, I want to kind of run you up a little close to kind of where you are there. Um, Cincinnati, uh, number five in the country, um, knocking on the door there for, for a playoff bid. They're hosting SMU. That's a three 30 yeah. kickoff there at Nippert stadium, Cincinnati an 11 and a half point home favorite. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty big, sir. <laughs>
3: pretty big. One. You, you know, know what? what? Um, got the chance to see them play, uh, of course, you know, coach Crook, uh, Definitely a good, good friend of mine who's a, with us a, with a WU's so O line coach there. Um, uh, but Cincinnati's on a mission, man, and and I, and I think now they don't have to worry about style points as much, you know, because teams in front of them all have to play each other. So I think they can just play. I think that last couple weeks, you know, it's been in the back of their mind, like, hey, we have to win big, we have to win big, and, and you can't you can't do that. So, um, but this pretty good. Uh, but traveling Dallas to Cincinnati, I'm, I, I will go with you know the home the home team. You know, you know, you know. So I like that, that 11
2: sounds good there. I like that, Quincy. I think you make a great point about when you have to feel like you have to win big, it doesn't happen, and now you're playing a team that's expected to kind of be in the game with you maybe, you can just go play. Love that pick. And say the next game we got here, um, one of the games of the weekend, number seven, Michigan State going to the old horseshoe to take on the number four-ranked Buckeyes. Yeah. Ohio State is a 19-point favorite. What do you think in there, Quincy?
4: Oh boy, My
2: <laughs> Some big numbers, <laughs> we man. Don't,
3: we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, the big talk all week has been, you know, can Michigan State's pass defense go against the best pass defense in the country? You know, usually when that, that's the storyline, you know, there's going to be something else. And I think – um. You no, know, Ohio State is best when they're balanced. You know, so it's, it's going to be that give or take. You know, do we run the ball and pass, or do we just go run? I mean, just go pass and try to to try to do kind of you no. Know, because I mean, Purdue did beat Michigan State, but Ohio State has so many better athletes than Michigan State. You know, if that makes you know, if that makes sense. So it's a better matchup for them than it would be for Michigan State. Michigan State's a gritty, you no know, hard nose, hard nose, hard nose team, but. Those teams play well against those kind of guys, so I actually like Michigan state this week. Uh, I'm gonna go with toughness over over finesse.
2: absolutely and that and that p j Walker um or and Walker, the running back there. For Michigan yeah, State, Kenneth yeah, Kenneth Walker. I don't know why yeah, I said you know, PJ. I'm thinking quarterback, Quincy. My bad, buddy. <laughs> there's, something,
4: there's something
3: about noon kickoffs, Matt, Where you know, you get, you gotta get up early. Eat team team dinner at team team dinner at six in the morning. You know, so I like those early kickoffs where you have to play a big
2: big time game. You like the grittiness of the Spartans. I like that. Last last pick here, uh, Quincy, Oregon, number three in the country, going out to Utah Rice Eccles Stadium, taking on the Utes. Utah is actually a three-point favorite in this game. Do you think they turn over the apple wow. cart and mess up the whole playoffs right here on Saturday night?
3: Wow. That's uh, whew, it's a way. Uh, I'm sure there's some money moving this week. <laughs> <laughs> so, those guys. But, you know, Oregon, but I feel like Oregon's on a mission. You know, I feel like, you know, they've won. They've been, they're battle-tested. They went to Ohio State, won. They had to win some close games. Of course, they lost to Stanford. But, you know, that's a tough place to play anyways. But I think, you know, I think the coach has their attention and, and i think you know everything's ahead of them you know and i think you know. i'm not saying you know they don't they don't i don't think they win with style points because utah's <laughs> no one goes in there and wins but i think they i think they eke one out and you know continue this march that they're
0: on yeah i think he's kind of thinking like the rest of us um you know Blaine and I are, are, are high on Utah right now, especially the way they've been playing, and, yeah, and you know, so and they've had, an such emotion,
4: they've had such
3: an emotional year. They had a couple players, you know, pass away. You know, so mm-hmm. they're riding that emotion. So, you know, I think you know a couple big plays can you know kind of put the air in the balloon there, and they can kind of get get out of there with a the win.
2: They kind of pop it real quick, like you said. Oregon is on a mission, Quincy. I I kind of I kind of see where you're coming from there with that, and Utah they're really built up high right now for it. But like you said, if a couple big plays go Oregon's way, all of a sudden it kind of deflates it real quick too.
3: Exactly. And, and, you know, athlete for athlete, you know, you've seen in the Ohio State game they had just as many, you know, as Ohio State did. You know, they recruited really, really, really well there. So uh, I think, you know, as long, outside of it being a snowstorm or something out, out, outrageous going on out there, I think, you know, Oregon, Oregon handles business on the road. Well, <laughs> it's Utah, you never know.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hell, yeah, I mean, I think it's seventy degrees here in Charleston today. So <laughs> somehow, some way, we'll take it.
3: Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll
2: definitely take it. Hey, Quincy, thank you so much for uh, for stepping in here on the porch, man. And like we said, chairs open on Tuesdays for the playoff rankings. anytime, man, and we'd love to have you back yeah, whenever you'd like yeah. to come on, man. Let's be let's be
4: together for the last one. You know? I like that. So uh, by that time there'll be will be some carnage, you know. So after those
3: championship games, you know, some hurt. So you know, because you, you know, Big Brother, will always trying to push push the, the blue bloods in there. So will they will they actually let one of the little guys get in? I, I think that's going to be a, a great great drama. I, I like drama, you know. I think I think it's great for college football. I wish there was. I wish they gave you know Coastal those guys a little
2: more love. I think UTSA they're still undefeated, ain't they? Yes, they are the Roadrunners. Got UAB this weekend. Yeah, Should be a so, fun you know, one. No one, no no one even talks about. It, so I, I think it's great. You know,
3: I, I think that that's what makes college football. You know, people go. You know, not everybody wants to go see Alabama win by forty. They want to see you know, Alabama be in the game with somebody and have to. You know, so um, you know it'd be interesting. But yeah, I would, I'd love to link back up with you guys and you know, see, see where we're at in the college football world here in three weeks. <laughs>
2: absolutely. Hey, Quincy, thank you so yeah, much, man. Absolutely. Copernicus, what's up, my friend? Yeah, yeah. Um this is not a it's gonna be a little tighter. We had our we had our boy uh Quincy in here with us. Um so we're kinda gonna go a little no huddle tonight. We're gonna try and have a little pace with our offense. Um Zach, I wanna get some first thoughts from you, unless you want to defer to CJ about Saturday. Um what do you got, my man?
1: Nothing good. Nothing nah. good. But most of the most of the bad came from shooting ourselves in the foot, which has happened on far too many occasions this season. But this was the, the coup de gras, I feel like, did it in all three phases. I mean special teams gaffes, you know, untimely turnovers, turnovers you get on defense and then piss away because of stupid penalties. I mean, it's it was the it was running the gamut, man. I was... You named it. We did it. Yeah. Very disappointing. And,
2: and you know what's crazy, too, about it, Zach? And I feel like you just named all of them in a row. They seemingly happened all in that first probably 20 minutes of the game. And just put – even though it was only 14 nothing, it felt like it was so much more.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree. It, it was pretty demoralizing. When you did... beat yourself, it's just like – God, man, you don't even give yourself a chance. You
2: you don't, though, and and, and we didn't. Um, I mean, you think about it. Opening play of the game, Winston Wright has the ball pop off his shoulder. I mean, I swear to you guys, I don't know how y'all felt. Settle in. You're like, all right, good run by Letty, first play, had a little attitude. You're like, all right, this is like Iowa State. And then that pass, and it was just an audible like, ah, shit, you know, like you, didn't know even know what to say, and I'll, I'll go this far as to say, man, like Winston Wright might have scored a touchdown on that play had he caught the damn ball.
1: I'd say you're probably right. Wide open,
2: CJ, you're you're off a over there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I Winston Wright scores. I don't I don't think there's any question <laughs> on that. I, the one thing this team has been consistent at is they're inconsistent. And, you know, Quincy said it earlier, um, you know, that when you get a young team, that's kind of what you get. You get weeks where Iowa State where you look good. Then you have weeks like, you know, Baylor and last week where you you get boat raced or you can't get out of your own way. Um, it's just kind of where this team's at. You're dealing with 18, 19, 20-year-olds. Um, you know, sometimes you just – you end up in situations where – the inconsistencies come, and you, you learn from it. But I think it gives you some hope, too, on the back end of, you know, these guys are going to be back, and a lot of the stuff is fixable. It A lot of the stuff you can clean up. It just takes time, and it takes reps. It's
2: very true, CJ. It takes time. It takes reps. One thing I will say, though, We've been consistently inconsistent for two games in a row. It's probably about time we step it up and have a two-game stretch that's pretty good again, right? I mean, based off the pattern this season's kind of went for us.
1: We're due. That's the hope. I mean, we really thought we had something after the back-to-back wins with TCU and Iowa State, but then you turn right back around and get your shit kicked in two weeks in a row. So it's like it, it hands you right back to the inconsistency card. Hey, Zach, but I'll say this, though. On that note, think about this real quick. You're
2: playing an Oklahoma State team that, I think, by a lot of respects, some people could say top five team in the country, and you battled with them till the Muff punt. Last week was a bad week. I think that's to be expected on occasions, and that's what happened.
1: Yeah, I suppose. But to this point in this short career with West Virginia, Neil Brown has really had K-State's number. But I guess, you know, we were we were due to lose one, and it was bound to happen in Manhattan eventually. So Yeah, yeah was, you're right.
2: Exactly. You know what else, too, though, Zach? And, I, and I'll say this real quick. You beat those guys five straight times. Yeah. They had that game circled. They didn't beat themselves. We obviously did, like you said. I mean, you know, I'll, along with the Winston Wright play, The way they ran down our throats, that first possession was kind of like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? And then after that, you finally get that turnover. And I got to say, Van Darius Cowan maybe the dumbest play I've ever seen on a football field. And I've I've been told um, from sources that Cowan, he takes some shots in practice. So that's probably something that's kind of happened before. He's very talented, but obviously not very disciplined.
0: No, that's just – that. that's a stupid play. It negates a, a turnover where we'd have had a really good field position. Uh, I. It, it's just – it's mistakes that can't happen. And, you know, like you said, we were kind of – maybe kind of due to lose to K-State. And this has been kind of a funky series. Like, they ran off, like, what, I think four in a row to start it, and then we've won, like, the next five. Like, this one's been kind of a funky series.
2: It really has, CJ. Um, and, man – Let's just hope it's not another one of those five-game stretches for, for them now uh, because Neil Brown probably cannot afford that at all. Um, let me ask this to you guys real quick here. Did, did you guys like the decisions in the first half? Because we were moving the ball. We got inside the K-State 44 times and only came in with three points. What would you guys think of the decisions there to go for it on the one-fourth down, to, to kick it on the other, and then to finally – you went forward on another fourth down there as well. What did you guys think about those and then finally got the field goal before the end of the half?
1: So I'll, I'll actually defer to you guys on these because I was busy cleaning up my basketball team's locker room Saturday morning, so I missed the first half. I won't lie to you. Yikes, Zach. Yeah, tough stuff. But
2: you see, so you obviously saw – if you have been watching a little longer, this game might have uh, changed. So I think we know what happened, CJ. We turn it around when I turn it around. I, I think, think we can blame on Copernicus here. Gotta say.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 thinking that might be uh might be a true statement. You know, I, I didn't necessarily have you know issues with it. I think he was trying to be aggressive, um, kind of looking for a spark, especially when you're down 14 nothing. You've had the the pick and then, you know, obviously the punt block. I think you're looking to get a little bit of momentum trying to keep that going. Um, you know, I mean, so and then you run Casey out there. Okay, let's get three out of this drive. Get it to fourteen three. That doesn't play out for it. Just, I, I think it was kind of funky. I think Neil was put in that be aggressive, get some momentum, get get your team fired up. Eh, sometimes you got to do things like that. I, I didn't necessarily have a complete issue with it.
2: CJ, I'll be honest with you too. Like you just said, I kind of felt like when in the moment. What he was doing was the right decisions in the moment. Um.
0: Yeah, because it's easy to sit here and second-guess it and go, well, if you take the points here, it, it works differently. Like, we did that last year with Texas, right? Like, oh, well, if you kick a couple of field goals here, it, it turns out differently. But in the moment, it's the right call. So, and I don't think the end of the game should change those moments because they're going off the field, they're going off the analytics. There's a lot that goes into that. And in the moment, those are the right calls.
2: I'd agree. And I mean, Granted, the analytics parts are interesting always. And the thing is, like, let's just say you trot Casey out there for the first time. He could have missed that one, too, potentially. I mean, it was the same in the field, same wind. You never know.
0: Yeah, you could have been looking at the same result and then you go, well, why not just go for it? So, you can't win uh, the argument there with the people. I mean, there's people out there that are just going to want to play devil's advocate on it.
2: Absolutely, at all times. It would have been nice to obviously come away with a touchdown there at the end of the half, but I felt like the defense after the after the block punt really kind of bowed up and got tough and gave us a chance to play in that game. And then, obviously, the kickoff to start the second half was not something that Neil was happy about. You heard him talk about lack of effort on that play. Sets him up for the score. And then we kind of finally figured out on offense. I think Copernicus turned on the TV, and then we started scoring points. 21 straight possessions, though, fellas, without a touchdown. Uh, that's That's just something we cannot – Ever see happen again in Western New football history? I think that had to have been our worst streak ever, right? I mean, I don't think it could be could have been worse, could it have?
0: Pretty tough. I, I don't know. Some of those early rich teams, like that first year, may have had something pretty close to that. Twenty one straight, though. That's oh, that's tough. I mean that that'd be one you'd have to, you'd really have to delve into. But I, I I would I think it's probably been a while since we've had a stretch that bad.
2: Absolutely. But you know what, though? Got to say this, right? right? You're down 24-3. to three. You could have packed it in, but you come out and you found a way to get back into the football game. And I think you got you to gotta say, we have talked about this before with this team, there is a lot of fight. Um, and they fought again on Saturday. They just didn't have quite enough. Um, and the, the, the dagger, obviously, for K-State on that fourth and nine, you know, at the what, the thirty eight or whatever, and then you pick up thirty five yards down to the three and that was all she wrote. Obviously then Letty fumbles the next two plays later and it was really all she wrote. But tough breaks and still gotta commend them for the effort, but yet um poor lack of execution all game kinda haunted us and hopefully we can clean it up and find a way to win these next two.
1: Yeah, we have to because we can't afford to drop either of these, obviously for bowl contention unless we Miraculously make one of those stupid bowls where you only have to win five games, but we got to have these next two. There's there's no ifs ands, ands and buts about it. It's do or die with two four and six teams. I mean let's let's be real.
2: Anything else on Kansas State, fellas? Before we kind of hop into Texas. I mean I think we kind of beat a dead horse. Um, it was nice to see Ree Smith get a touchdown, um, and then obviously as well. I think you know the play that Dege made to find Winston Wright uh, for that touchdown was pretty incredible too. Um, just tough, didn't run the ball well, not the way we needed to. And you also kind of got taken out of the run because you were down so big.
0: Yeah, just got to clean up the mistakes. You know, they said it at halftime, Emmanuel Otro did, you know, this team is just not quite good enough to overcome shooting itself in the foot. You know, that's just where we are right now. So yeah, just got to get some of that stuff cleaned up, um, get pumped up for senior day, um, and take care of business Saturday and set yourself up for a trip to Lawrence to get yourself eligible.
1: I will say one thing. Caden Prather is starting to, starting to emerge a little bit, starting to get a little, some more snaps. Hopefully these last two games against you know comparatively lesser competition, hopefully he can continue to expand and build some confidence moving into hopefully a bowl game and into next year, his sophomore year. Zach, I got
2: to tell you, I love that, what you talk about with Prather. And it felt like all that was in the second half as well. I mean, four catches for sixty yards, had that big thirty-two yard catch. Seemingly was making some plays in some big spots. And you know, I just talked about Letty in the run game, right? How it wasn't good. He did run twenty carries for eighty-five yards. Not like that's awful.
1: No, wasn't Deuce Vaughn like, but
2: Mm-mm. he did have two fumbles though. Well, Deuce yeah. Vaughn, you know, we kind of had him bottled up there until had a couple big, big runs. Really, I think for the most part that we kind of had him kind of, kind of contained. I mean. You look at their rush numbers on the day, and, I mean, they only they only had, you know, 160 yards on 40 carries. I mean, that's not awful. It's not great, but it's not awful, rush defense.
1: No, that's one other thing I wanted to mention, too. On the whole, you really can't put this loss on the defense. Yes, they put up 34 points, but look at how many short fields Kansas State had to deal with. The defense really did as much as they probably could, considering the field position of K-State started with. I mean, yep. I'd love to see what their average starting field position was. It had to be damn near close to midfield. It was pretty good. I mean,
2: you think about mm-hmm. You get seven points on the block punt. You get seven points due to a great a great kickoff return from them. That's 14 right there. You're really holding them about 20 at that point in time. Then you had the field goal, which you essentially handed them because of the fumble. That's another seven. So, really, you're 17-17 mm-hmm. at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> and then you got to factor in, you know, you lose lose a guy because uh, of a targeting call in the first in the first quarter uh, then x-ray goes down like and and so they were already thin in some spots to begin with um, you know so that that didn't help um, but I do want to you know I, I like what you said about Prather um, and it's kind of interesting because he didn't play at all his senior year of high school so he's just now fi- I think finally getting the rest of the timing off which is good to see But a guy that really jumped off the screen for me, especially in the second half, was Scotty Young. I mean, That kid, kid, I mean, there was a play. They ran a screen, and they showed the replay, and I still have no idea where in the hell that kid came from. He was a blur. (laughs) I mean, he literally, there was like this gaping hole, and then like the next frame, there's Scotty Young. And I'm like, where did, how did he get there?
2: (laughs) (laughs) He really was. He had a great game, and and Neil pointed out that he was one of the few guys – that he felt played good on the defense. Um, I expect that defense to play a lot better Saturday, Um, especially, you know, even though Kansas State offensively maybe not as explosive as Texas, still expect a much better effort from our defense this week coming up. Um, And one last thing, I think Kansas State-wise, they did nothing to beat themselves. We kind of pointed that out. And then also, what do you guys think about their chances of uh, winning yet another game a fifth straight and beating Baylor this weekend. A little funky, five thirty kickoff there on FS1. Do we have a feeling on that? What do you guys think?
0: It's a little funky because K State's actually favored. Uh, they're a point favorite, which essentially is a pick'em. Um, I don't know. I if, if you're Baylor, I think be careful because um, we've mentioned it. You know, Bohannon's you know kind of started to get a little turnover plagued. Um, you, you're you're not gonna get away with that with K State. Um, they just they don't beat themselves in that regard. Um, so I, I think if you're Baylor, be careful. Now the one thing here is is Baylor's good enough to overcome a couple of them, but it's it's when they happen and where is going to be the interesting point for them.
2: I think you're hundred percent right on that take, CJ. And I'll say this too. What's the rule typically? Ranked ranked team is a dog. You take, you know. You take the favorite, especially at home. So K State minus one. Maybe they're trying to tell us something. And I'll also say this real quick on that game. That under fifty, love it. You get more stuff like that on the pick 'em. But let's talk about Texas this week. Horns down, fellas. Noon kick, ESPN two. Senior day. It's not senior night. It's senior day. How are we feeling? Do we feel good? Do you think they're ready? Um, who wants Who wants this one? Who wants it first?
0: I'll go I, I, I think they will be um, You mentioned it, you know, it It's senior day um, A lot of emotion goes into that You know, you got guys walking Some of them You know, we're not coming back but, You know, can, can still make decisions It's it to be an emotional day It'll be great um, Could be the last time we see uh, Texas run out On an out near field As a Big 12 conference um, I expect the crowd to be hyped up I expect the team to be fired up um, I, I expect a really, really good bounce-back spot here.
2: Absolutely, Zach. I mean, what are you thinking, man? Do we think Texas actually is going to lose? Would it be officially six straight. six
1: straight if they lose to us Saturday? That was actually a question I was going to have for you. I remember seeing something about this, but I forget the exact year.
0: 1956. What's the
1: last... Okay, I knew Woo! it was the 50s. That's the last time they had lost five straight. So do they make it six in Morgantown? I don't know. I feel like it's definitely likely both of these teams are kind of reeling at the moment. Texas, you know, not even arguably definitely worse off than we are as far as the losing streaks concerned, which granted, given the slate that Texas had the past five weeks, excluding Kansas, you know, they've been through the grind, but even still to lose every one of those games that they had in that stretch and then Kansas, that's uh that's pretty tough for Stark's first year. It's not the not the best of the looks, but you know, They're going to be missing Bijan Robinson. Obviously, they've got a stable of backs, plenty of talented upper echelon recruits they've got there. But losing him, one of the best backs in the country, a future likely at least second-round pick, if not a first-round pick in the NFL whenever he goes, that's going to be a big one for for them. But as far as we're concerned, we have our own injuries to be concerned about. You mentioned an X-ray low going down, CJ. Going into that game at Kansas State, we were already missing Lance Dixon. I'm not really sure what his status is at the will linebacker position, but if we're missing him and X-ray, you already had a guy transfer at the position the third stringer Devell Devel Washington. So we're we're getting pretty slim at that position to say the least. So hopefully hopefully Dixon can go out there and play. Hate to see the lows out for the rest of the season, but unfortunately it's the next man up situation at this point.
0: Yeah, it is. And it's, you know, Neil said it in his press conference, you know, you, you the days of being, you know, three deep across the board are gone um, just yeah. because of the way kids can transfer now and all of that. Um, you know, and the, and the funny thing is, as you look at Texas, because you talked about their slate, you know, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State and Baylor. They had double digit leads in all three of those games and coughed them up. mm. You know they were up seven three on Iowa State at halftime, playing well, and then Iowa State, you know, jumps on them in the third quarter, scoring twenty one unanswered. Like, def- like offensively, yeah, I think Texas is. I don't think there's a whole lot to be concerned if you're a Texas fan. There, I mean, they they can be explosive, they can score points. You've seen the quarterback that. position. You kind of wonder. Yeah, you I think kind Compton of wonder, might but the guy
2: I finally though.
0: Yeah, but I mean, they can score points, but defensively, they are just an absolute dumpster fire defensively like they're not good at all on that end of the football and that to me I think is the story is you know our defense is really good yeah we're probably going to give up you know some points in some plays like Iowa State can the offense respond and get off the mat like it did with Iowa State and answer the counterpunch and counter punch and answer that's going to be to me the biggest question can offensively we take advantage of their weaknesses defensively I would love True. to.
1: Know, I would love to know the last team that Kansas put up that many points against. That's a Power Five opponent. It had steps. to have been when Mangino was there. Had to
2: be. Oh
0: yeah.
1: And
2: even then, I'm not even sure.
1: You know, and and guys, I
2: kind of want to get into that real quickly, right? About about that Texas Kansas game last week, and how does that fight affect, affect their psyche? I won't lie. When I was watching that game, you're rooting for Kansas, right? Because it's Kansas, and you want them to get a win eventually. But like. At the same time, you're thinking, man, maybe it's better to slip out of there with a win, comes to Morgantown, you know, not necessarily licking their wounds and hearing how bad they are now after losing to Kansas. We could get a very fired-up bunch of Longhorns on Saturday,
1: which does scare me a little bit. That's my main concern, I think. Besides the injuries, besides the circumstances, both teams are, you know, on the stopping block for bowl eligibility, so... This game means a hell of a lot to both teams. And they're gonna have maybe more motivation than we are off the loss because losing to Kansas, especially at your own place, is a is a much bigger is a much bigger deal. Here's the question though I have off of that, Zach, though, real quickly,
2: right? How motivated is Texas and those kids to go to like the Lockheed Martin Bowl, right? I don't think that's the same – they don't have the same type of kids that we have. We Iowa State, they talk about all the time about five-star culture versus five-star players with Texas, right? I could see that very type of thing happening too. Saturday, maybe mid-40s at kickoff, we're able to kind of hit them in the mouth a little bit early. I could see them packing their bags and saying, to hell with this season. We'll be ready next year. Could easily see it.
0: Yeah, and that's going to be the, the key, I think, you know, in this game is it literally is going to come down to who wants to be there, like who still wants to play, who doesn't. And, you know, that that's kind of the interesting thing, because you, you throw the Texas, Kansas game one, to me, it didn't look like a complete lack of effort on Texas's part. It's just they're not real good. Uh, but I mean, it did look like they had guys out there that were still fighting, still scrapping. But now you got to wonder, you'll lose that when you're four and six. This is not at all kids envisioned when they went to Texas or the seniors who came back, you know, so who wants to be there? Like that, that to me is the, the biggest key to this game is just who wants to be there. Who wants to keep playing? Who wants to go to a bowl game? That's, you know, probably a late December bowl game. Like who really wants it? And I'll
2: say this on on that note, CG, about who really wants it. I have a good feeling about us and wanting it because of senior day. And I think this kind of lends into one other thing. I think the fans will still be fired up for this game because it's Texas. If it was another opponent coming in here, I don't think we'd have that same level of enthusiasm. But I do feel like we will still have a very, very good crowd Saturday at Mountain Pushkar Stadium. And I expect the crowd to kind of – catapult the team uh, emotionally and it being senior day as well I feel really good about the spot in terms of kind of the you know they talk talk about the spot right I feel like this is a very good spot for us and I've said that word like four times now. I need to get off it but I like it for us
1: yeah it's going to be one they've got to be Busting it for, and I like the angle you all took with the mental aspect, what kind of motivation you have. And, Blaine, I tend to agree with you about, you know, how our guys may have a bit of a different mentality about it. I think the coaching staff may be more sincere and um, convincing in their, in their discussions and their um, angles with the team this week, trying to motivate them to understand what a bowl game can mean for this for this program and trying to help them take the next step. Texas maybe not so much because that's not really what they signed up for. Have a different kind of expectation there for sure. So I think Absolutely. that could definitely play into it. I think that's a good that's a good aspect that you you dived into there.
2: Yeah, and Zach, you know, I think on that note, right? This is year three for us. It's year one for Sark and those guys. Did he have total buy in? And you think about this real quick. If they don't lose that game to Oklahoma when Caleb Williams makes the big play, think about where we might see these guys right now, right? I mean, that changed the entire season. If Spencer Rattler stays out there and Texas is five and one, I'm not sure we're having the same conversation right now.
4: No, I
0: think, no, I, I think you're completely right. You know, and Zach, you made a good point as far as the coaching staffs go because Neil Brown and his staff have talked about the climb, right? We're building a program. We're building a culture. We're working our way up to big boy expectations you know, conference championships, competing for national championships. Right. We're, we're building that culture. We're building that program kind of from the ground up where at Texas, that's always kind of just an automatic, right. It's kind of like, you know, Blaine's going to hate this reference, but it's, you know, the New York Yankees, like you're expected to win titles. So it's a little different there than it is here. And I think you might be onto something. It, it, It can maybe play a little, whereas Neil Brown and his guys can go, Hey, guys, this is just another part of the process. We get better. We learn. We get better. We learn. We keep fighting. We keep striving. A harder, it, it, it's a little harder to have that at Texas when the expectations were to compete for a Big 12 title and to compete for a playoff spot. Now all that's completely gone. Like, where do you find that? Where do you find the motivation for them?
2: Hey, CJ, you want to talk about two of the most overrated like brands in sports? Texas and the Yankees. Okay. <laughs> I knew. I also, I you hate the reference. Well, not that I hate the reference. I'm just got to tell you how it is. And then also, you got to think about this real quick, right? The last time that we were, and I just it made me think of it. And we're talking, where we talked with Quincy and some of the yesteryear stuff early in the pod. You remember when we were rocking those Yankee hats, getting off the team bus down there in Tampa? Oh yeah. So let's let's hope Texas, you know, rocks Yankees hats coming into Morgantown. They won't be, but um. <laughs> You know, and and fellas, I do want to talk real quickly a little bit more about their loss to Kansas real fast and kind of how that kind of is maybe a a thing of things to come for next week as well. Right. The Jalen Daniels kid potentially may not play because of the redshirt capability that's going on there. And also, was there has there ever been a better celebration than that kid's the tight ends parents who were in the opposite end of the stadium who weren't sure if they caught the ball? Didn't know if it was him, and then they see him running at him. They're like, Oh my god, he caught the ball. And then he falls over in the celebration with his teammate. College football at its finest right there. Love to see it.
0: Yeah, that was that was awesome. And that's a that's a kid who's a walk on too. So like that's even just adds to it. Well, and, and you know what else is crazy about that too? I mean, you guys were watching that.
2: When Leopold went for it literally inside his own like thirty yard line. And I know Neil in his press conference said, man, he's trying to build some, but I mean and they actually got the pick after that, but that was one of the craziest decisions I think I've ever seen in a football game. But it did give him belief, I guess, right to win at no team. So,
0: I, I I like it. I mean, at that point, you're playing with house money. You know, we're we're supposed to get blown, you know, out of the stadium. We're in this. Like, I think to me that that's a coach grabbing his team and saying, "This is the program we're going to be. We're going to go take it. We're not going to just hang on. We're going to go take it." I I, I absolutely loved it. Hmm.
1: I'd have loved it even if they didn't get it. That was the right decision. You can't really play with house money like that. You gotta you gotta take it and you gotta run. Fellas, fellas, fellas. He went for it on his own 30, up seven with like
2: a minute forty to go. Are you kidding me? He punked the football and he played defense. It worked out in the end, but he had to win in overtime. He might not have had to win in overtime had he not done that.
1: How he, much defense was being played in that game? <laughs> well,
2: you're you're right about that, Zach. You are right about that. Um so fellas, I mean I, I, I kind of want to real quickly here get into the one of my favorite parts of the portion of the program, especially when it's a home game day. And Zach, let's talk game day attire, buddy. What's the giddy up Saturday? Should be decent ish weather. It's going to kind of creep into the fifties as the game continues to go on. Um, quarter zip day for you, buddy?
1: No, I don't think so. I think I'm going to go with what we have discussed in the past. I, I teased wearing it. For the Virginia Tech game, since it was a Gold Rush, finally gonna rock. Finally gonna don the horns down shirt. Nice, perfect. It's, it's perfect appropriate. Timing. It's appropriate. Now this is a true blue game, right? Am I wrong about that? It is. Yes, it is. True Zach, well, that's unfortunate. I'll be one of the only fools in the crowd wearing gold. You know what, Zach? I think it's okay. cool. I'll wear a blue jacket over top. There you go. Have the horns showing. Go. Have the horns down showing but I'll be wearing blue around the shirt so it'll work out. I like it, sir. There
0: you go. And I I I've, I've got a tradition I started for for Texas. I actually have a it, I've had it forever. It's a longhorn belt buckle. Flip that sucker upside down this weekend. Yes. CJ,
2: yeah. I will tell you this real quick. I know you sent a picture of it last last year to me. Don't do it this time. Don't
0: no, I'm not doing not not sending a picture, but I will definitely have that thing on upside down just cuz, you know. Screw it, Texas. Have,
1: have we won any games with you doing it though?
0: Yes. Okay. Okay. Speaking of winning sure. games,
1: wearing certain attire, can we can we go back to the discussion we had last week about the stormtrooper <laughs> uniforms? Can we can can we address this? Never again, players? Zach. Never again. It's a thing. I know, but it looks
2: so good. It's it absolutely a thing. Good. And then you think about it, we wore the white helmets. Now, granted, I loved it with the stars and bars. And the, the logo with the American flag. But we never win in those damn white helmets
1: anywhere. Quit wearing them. So clean, but
2: at what cost? I take W's and wear the blue helmets all day. The price looking good. People people want to win. Like Mike, uh, like Mike Singletary says, he wants winners. We want winners in Morgantown. Wear that traditional old blue and gold garb and, and go out there and get W's. That's all we care about, right? Well, Um,
0: yeah, but then Greg Hunter doesn't have his question at the press conference.
2: (laughs) Good old Greg, Um, and I love how Neil trolled him essentially too.
0: Oh yeah, Um, he did. It was
2: great. um, Hey, by the way, we'll we'll probably be rocking the uh, the quarter zip blue with the uh, the gold state on one side of the on the of the chest and the uh, flying WV on the other. Um, Or might go all might go white might, might go white pullover Urban Meyer style. Been pretty successful in that. Just saying, fellas. I don't know. Maybe some khakis. Might go to the MECJ. Jay.
0: Khakis, we'll be breaking, but busting out your Jim Harbaugh.
2: You know it, buddy. Because they're going to make the playoffs. That's for a different pod, though.
1: Busting out like Jake from State Farm. Do we have <laughs> some predictions? Khakis? <laughs> khakis? 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 Do we have some predictions, fellas?
0: Hit it, CJ. All right. Well, in typical Zach faction, he defers the prediction the portion.
2: Oh, CJ, writes, real quick, it. though. Real quick. Mountaineers are a three-point favorite, and the total in this game is 56 and the hook.
0: Okay. Well, <clears throat> Zach, you're going to love me. The Mountaineers are going to get over the 30-point mark that you you love so much. Yay. Uh, Man, I don't love it.
1: We all love it. We all, we all love, love it. Win. We, we love
0: it. all love it. The only reason I say that is because, is well, you know, Texas can't stop anybody at all, whatsoever. Um, big senior day. Um, I expect Letty to to have himself a, a very good ball game. Um, I expect Deggy to, you know, play well, not make a you know, the crucial stupid mistake. Give me the Mountaineers. Thirty one Texas twenty four. Okay. Okay, CJ. And you have that under, I see. Yeah, I, I, that yeah. that's still kind of a lot of points. I mean, for a Mountaineer defense, it's been really good all year.
2: Absolutely. Texas is pretty good on offense, like you said. Um, I'm with you. By the way, Texas, four and six versus spread. WVU five and five. Zach, what do you got?
1: So 30 is going to be the magic number. Texas, in my opinion, will still reach it because they have been so, you know, so solid on offense. Even without Bijan Robinson, they're really rolling offensively here lately, except for Iowa State, which was a tough one for them. But trying to stop Xavier Worthy is going to be the biggest, the biggest key for me as far as trying to get this win is concerned, because if he's going to tear us up like he did Kansas and so many other teams this year, we're going to have some problems. But. I say Texas gets 30, but I say West Virginia gets a little more. I'm going 34 to 30 Mountaineers. Zach, I cannot
2: believe it. In my head, I actually was thinking the same thing. No mm. joke. No joke. Um, I want to defer to you. I know, man. I, seriously. Um, but but what I will say, um, I, now I almost feel like I have to change it, right? But, no, I, I agree with you, dude. And, and Quincy kind of said it in his prediction. He said, I like the potential of a Casey Lake field goal to win it maybe. I Mm. think we'll win this one at the end. I think we'll find a way at the end. I think they might make a couple explosive plays. But I think we will run the football rather effectively on them. I think we will stop their run game with Roshan Johnson. And I do think, like you said, CJ, will make good decisions. Um, And honestly, guys, I think we're a good matchup for these guys. I don't think they're superior to us. I think we're pissed off after losing to them two straight years. The one in Morgantown, you Neil's know, first year, where we kind of played with them till the fourth and Ellinger won it. And then last year, the way we lost that game was just kind of heartbreaking. We circled this game on our calendar. Mountaineer Nation does big time. I think the players get that. I mean, you walk into the beanery and they have the floor mats turned around on the pissers with the horns down. I think that's all you got to say. Zach, I love your 3430 prediction. I was gonna roll with it by myself, but now I'm talking myself into a little more defense Saturday. It's cold. Maybe hit Texas in the mouth. They don't respond. Give me the Mountaineers to win this thing 37 to 21. I'm gonna take the over, fellas.
1: I'm with you. I like
2: that over. Hey, and I know this much, Zach. Section 130's been good this year. Um, to us. Let's have another good W. Get back here, ready for Kansas. Is there any chance the Kansas game is not at noon? Yes or no? Oh, they already
1: said it was. A, it was a night game.
4: Seven, yeah, 7,
1: 7 thirty. Excuse me, in Lawrence. What now? ESPN's struggling on this. I did not. I did not get this alert. It's already confirmed. Yes, yep. sir. What channel? I'd say the old Pluser. Break some news to me. I really though. Um, hold on. It is. Tell me FS1. It's a night game they put a night game on F- or on ESPN Plus, that would be a bummer. Yeah, because
2: I did see that it
0: was announced as a night Kansas
1: game. Kansas wins a football game and they
2: need to get a night game. We haven't got a night game in three
1: flipping years. Give me a break. Can't get one at home, but at least we got one somewhere. Yeah, we did get one at Oklahoma, too. Everybody wants, in Oklahoma. To see West- everybody wants to see West Virginia and Kansas football in primetime. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: 7 o'clock kickoff, FS1.
2: FS1. Well, you know what it's going up against, by the way? Bedlam on ABC at 730. So, only the true Blue Mountaineer Nation will be watching this one. Hey, we'll be getting some eyeballs. You know we will. Yeah, we'll definitely get some eyeballs. You know, they might they might think on their bottom of their screen, like when they're scrolling through, they might have thought it was West Virginia Kansas basketball in the fog. But we'll get some eyeballs.
1: That's what you'd expect that time of night. But maybe we'll put up an instant classic.
2: Or maybe we'll just dominate them and we'll be 6-6 six and six and get the – playing a bowl trip that'd be nice too
1: I'm good with that
0: I'm totally good with that
2: absolutely well fellas let's go Mountaineers let's go drink some beers pumped that Quincy joined us um, and until uh, next time y'all let's take it easy <laughs>